I had to get really scrappy way back in 2010 when I was trying to start an online business. I didn't have money for courses or masterminds or coaches. I kind of just had to figure it out on my own. So I did what everyone does, right? I started reading blog posts. I opted in for probably hundreds of free workbooks and other downloadable things. And I watched a ton of webinars, so many webinars. And I learned a lot that way. But by far the most powerful tool that I had for learning was simply observing what other people were doing. I paid attention to how they set up their landing pages. I watched what tools they used. I followed the clues that success leaves behind. And sometimes I followed a disappointing trail of breadcrumbs that led virtually nowhere. But even then, there are lessons to be learned. This is episode 72 of the Tiny Course Empire podcast, and today I want to share with you three marketing lessons that I learned just this week by paying attention to what other people do and what they say, and in one case, by trying to buy something and ultimately failing at it. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Hey, it's Cindy, and thank you for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I appreciate you, and I hope that you will walk away from today's episode with some action items that you can use to boost your marketing skills. You'll find the show notes, the recommended resources, and the transcript for this episode over at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 72. While you're there, be sure to hit the subscribe link so you never miss an episode. They drop every Thursday morning right into your podcast app of choice. My first marketing lesson this week came from one of my neighbors. My husband and I have been taking the dog out for walks in the evenings again, now that the weather is finally getting nice around here and we can finally get out and not freeze to death. There's this one house that we pass along the way that's honestly a bit run down. Last summer, I don't think they cut the grass like even one time. Not that there's much to cut. It's mostly just dirt with a few kind of scruffy looking weeds mixed in. There's flower beds, but nothing ever grows in them. The house itself could really use some TLC as well. The gutters are kind of choked up with leaves and you can see that the shingles are curling up at the edges and it just doesn't have what you might call curb appeal. It gives off the vibe that the people who live there just don't care that much about keeping it up. But here's the weird part. There's this sign in the front yard that says home improvement with a list of services and a phone number to call. Presumably, the person who lives in this house does this kind of home improvement or handyman type jobs. And can you see the problem here? Their home and its appearance does not make me want to hire this person to fix up mine. The message that they're sending is that they don't care. They don't care enough to make their own home a good advertisement for their business. So why should I think that they're going to care enough to do a good job with my projects? That was my first lesson this week, and it made me go back and take a look at my own online home, my own website. And that's what I want to encourage you to do as well. 
take a look at your website from a potential buyer's point of view. Is it in line with what you sell? Is it sending the right message? Check for the obvious things like broken links and out-of-date offers, but look at the more subtle things as well. For example, if you're a business coach, is your branding and your content in line with what you advise for your clients to be doing? If you're a freelance designer, does your website show off your best work or are you saving all of your creative energy for your clients? And especially look at your sales pages and your buying process. Do they make your potential customers feel confident and safe in giving you their credit card number? Or does it look like your pages were built in 1998? Because believe it or not, Design does matter when it comes to making sales pages and when it comes to making your customers feel comfortable making a purchase from you. Don't be like my neighbor. Don't send mixed signals. Don't advertise one thing and do something different because it will not instill confidence in your potential customers. The next lesson I learned this week comes from a real estate agent. We've been talking about maybe possibly moving, and we've had several agents come to the house to talk about our options. Most of them stopped by, kind of looked over the house, told us what they thought it would sell for, and then we pretty much didn't hear from them again. But one of those agents is teaching me lessons in following up with potential clients. He calls and he emails me every week or so to see where we're at. He sends me market reports to let me know what our house might sell for and what the state of the housing market is where we live. Yesterday, he emailed me just to check in, and he also asked me to remind my husband to seed the lawn. Now, the husband is on top of this lawn care thing, so that's already done. But the point is, this agent remembered speaking to Rick about that and he used that little bit of information as a reason to reach out to us. It's just one more touch point to keep his name and his contact info in front of me. And you know what? It worked because here I am talking about him on this podcast. He's doing a great job. And if we do decide to sell the house, we will most likely list it with him. The lesson here is to stay in touch, follow up with your prospects. It only takes a few minutes and it can mean the difference between making a sale and not making a sale. One of the most effective tools that I had as a VA when I was looking for new clients was regular outreach like that. I would often send articles or stats that I thought would be of interest, or I would point out what other business owners were doing that might be relevant to them, or I'd share industry news that I heard, interesting little tidbits that made me think of them. And I did all of that without asking for anything in return. My only goal was to keep my name in front of them and to show them that I had their best interests in mind. Several clients signed up with me because of that approach. There's another reason this works, too. Years ago, in a Facebook group for virtual assistants, someone asked me how many times she should follow up with a prospective client before moving on to the next thing. And she was specifically talking about people that she had sent a proposal to, but who she hadn't heard back from yet. I'll never forget what one commenter said. She said, I follow up until they say no. Think about that for just a minute. I follow up until they say no. That right there is smart marketing. Follow up until they tell you no. Because 
when you do anything else, what you're really doing is making the decision for them. If you just stop reaching out, you're assuming the answer is no, but you can't know that. And it is not your place to make that decision for your potential customer. It is theirs. Don't take that away from them. And this is not just for coaches and for VAs either, or real estate agents for that matter, who are working one-to-one with clients. The same thing is true if you sell digital products. You're probably not going to follow up with every individual person who shows an interest in your digital course or whatever, but you can follow up through your email marketing campaigns. Send one more email or two more or five just follow up. Seriously, people are busy. They've got 3,419 unread emails in their inbox and yours are just four of them. Send that fifth email because it might just be the one that they open and yours might just be the solution that that person is looking for, but they can't buy it if they don't know about it. So follow up with your potential customers. And I do get that writing all of those emails can feel pretty icky sometimes. It might feel like you're being too pushy or that you're bothering your subscribers or that you just don't have anything new to say. I used to feel that way too. But then I figured out that if I just had a system to follow and if I kept my customers and their needs in mind, it would be a lot easier to write those emails and not feel so anxious about it. My email marketing campaigns course will show you how easy it is to write a multi-day email campaign promoting a single product and to write those emails in such a way that your subscribers actually look forward to reading them. Email marketing campaigns is just one of more than 60 training courses available inside my six-figure systems program. If you're ready to improve your email marketing strategies, click over to tinycourseempire.com forward slash join and start a seven-day trial today for just $7. You'll get instant access to all of the courses, including email marketing campaigns for one low price. I'll see you on the inside. The final lesson that I learned this week comes from a fellow online marketer. I'm not going to name him, but he's someone that I've followed for a few years now. I really admire what he's doing and the content that he creates. I listen to several podcasts that he is a part of. I watch his YouTube channel. I read his blog posts. I really do like what he's putting out there. The only thing that I don't like about him is how hard he makes it for me to buy something from him. Yesterday, for example, I was listening to him on a podcast and I remembered that he has a course about journaling that I had looked at a couple of months ago and I thought about buying it at that time, but I didn't. I decided I'd go check it out again and see if it's something that I want to buy now or that I want to take advantage of now, except I can't find it. He talks about it in his podcast, but there's no link. He linked to it in another podcast episode that he was on, but that link takes me to the login page for the course, not the sales page, not a buy button. I checked the descriptions in several of his most recent YouTube videos where he's talking about the same subject, nothing. I went to his website, no link there. I even Googled the name of the course along with his name. Again, nothing. I guess I'm going to have to email him to see what's up, but how many customers would work that hard just to give you money? I'm guessing not a whole lot of them. 
a long time ago, I met an online business owner over on the Warrior Forum, and she was fond of advising people that their most important job as a business owner was simply to add more buy buttons. I didn't really understand what she meant at the time, but I see a lot of people out there who could put that advice to use. Take a look at your website, your social media accounts, the emails that you send out, your lead magnets, or anywhere else that you have eyes on your content. Are there buy buttons out there? Can people actually pay you? Or are you hiding the fact that you have something to sell? Don't make us work to buy from you. Make it easy. You'll make more money when you do. So those are my three lessons that I learned about marketing this week. Number one, make sure that the message that you are putting out there and the business that you are in are in alignment. Number two, stay in touch. Follow up with your potential customers, with your potential clients. Reach out more than you think is necessary because people are busy and they may not have heard you the first dozen times you spoke. Reach out again. It's always worth it. And number three, make sure people can buy from you. Make it easy. Put buy buttons out there. Make it obvious how people can pay you for what you are putting out into the world. Don't make it hard. Don't make us hunt you down. Don't make us email to ask you where the buy button is for your course. Put it out there where we can all find it. These little business lessons are everywhere when you're paying attention. I've talked before about how to reverse engineer your tech and your marketing, but these more subtle clues are really useful as well. I've got show notes for you about this episode, recommended resources, and the transcript as well over at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 72. While you're there, drop me a comment. What business lessons have you learned lately just by paying attention to what other people are or are not doing? I'd love to hear from you. Have a terrific day, everyone, and I will talk to you all again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses and workshops and support you'll find inside Six Figure Systems. That's my monthly program where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches, we don't have the big headaches, and we don't have the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.